You're listening to the Seven Transformations podcast with your host, Tudor Alexander. For the show notes to this episode, stay connected at the Seven Transformations.com. Transformation is an ongoing journey, and it is good that we don't have to walk that path alone. My name is Tudor Alexander, and this is my weekly podcast where I share my life lessons on and off the competitive floor with a few stories in between. Well, welcome back, guys. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever it happens to be that you are listening. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Tudor Alexander, and this is the Seven Transformations Podcast. Thanks for tuning in again, and I want to talk to you today about money. Let's talk about money, right? That's one of the most important things in our lives. It's a it's a factor that determines our freedom. You know, it's it's our ability to make choices in this economic system that we, most of us probably, if you're listening to this podcast, you find yourself in. And it's it's very interesting to me because the idea recently came to me of, you know, loving money. What does it mean to love money, to truly love it? And I decided to make a podcast episode about it because your relationship to money is very, very connected to your relationship to everything else, your relationship to other people, your relationship to yourself, and so on. So if we look at what it means to love money, first we got to look at What does it mean to love? What does that mean? What does that truly mean? You know, when we hear, oh, that person loves money or I love money, it's the same as saying, well, I just met this person on Tinder and, oh my God, I love their hair or I love, you know, their dog, whatever. You know, it's love is a word that unfortunately has been watered down because of, in in a way, it's because of its power. We use we use the word love as a catch-all for a lot of things, but in doing so, because it's so easy to use, uh, we also have diluted its meaning for when it really matters. You know, So in a situation like this, loving money doesn't mean that you love to earn it or you're materialistic. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't have to mean that. Because to really love is a factor of other much more deeper things. And we're going to take a look at that today. Because if you really understand love, what that means, then when you put it in the context of money, it starts to shape and change your actions and attitudes towards money, both with yourself and with others. So a couple months ago, uh, episode 16, one of my earliest episodes actually, really proud of that one, even though it was so early on, It's called Three Pillars to an Abundant Relationship. And I talk about my my views on love, on relationships. I think it was timed right for Valentine's Day of this of this year in 2018. And it's a really cool little tool because this is a product of my own life experience, things that I, I went through. And to to look at your relationships in a different way, in the sense of looking at love as a giving thing. You've heard probably that before, but there's three specific pillars, and they're they're in an order. They're in a, in a sense that you, you can't have one without the other in a linear fashion. And so the, the pillars are, first one is gratitude, the second one is generosity, 
And the third one is service. So what do all those three mean? So I'm going to review them for you in this episode because I think it's very critical to your love of money. The first one is gratitude. Gratitude is absolutely the first pillar to any relationship, period, in my book at least. And why that is is because ultimately everything that we have a problem with, let's say with other people in this case, we're talking about romantic relationships, other people will always trigger our sense that there's something not enough, either in what they're doing, in their personality, they're not whatever this enough for me, my expectations, my own, you know, belief systems, whatever. There's always something that's going to trigger you that there's not enough in that situation. They do something that to you feels like they don't care about you, so now there's not enough love and, you know, you feel angry or depressed or you're questioning your relationship. Those things happen all the time. And gratitude, or that, you know, we look at internally in our own life. You know, there's things that happen to us. This is even more important because if you are in scarcity mode, if you are in survival mode, if you let things get the better of you and, you know, convince you that there's not enough something, like you're not good enough or life is not enough, then guess what? The other person is going to pay for it and they're going to pay dearly because they're the closest to you you have trust with them, and so they're going to get all of your demons and vice versa. And this is how relationships become toxic over time because primarily people don't take the actions necessary to build a habit of gratitude in their life. Gratitude is absolutely one of the most important things to build in your life. I've said this many times. It's something that I, I try to practice as much as I can, and I still don't do it enough, I don't think. Because it, you're never going to have a short supply of things in your life that convince you or that that attack you and make you think there's not enough of something. So gratitude is absolutely necessary. And what gratitude does is it reframes the situation. It, it puts you in a state that there is enough, that you don't have to struggle, that you don't have to do anything. It fills that cup for you. And we do it in our mind because that's also where the shortage happens in our mind. You know, life may hand you a situation, but the situation itself is meaningless. It is your interpretation that there is not enough. And sometimes that interpretation is very convincing, but it is still an interpretation. So where we work is in that realm of interpretation, because how much is enough can be a largely, largely a factor of our minds. So what that does is it reframes the mental situation and when there is enough the natural outcome of that state of being is generosity we start to give you know if, if you feel like there's not enough of something it's not going to be very easy for you to give to anybody that's why relationships should be based on gratitude because then both people will be generous they'll be able to give what's easy for them to give which is that natural state of of abundance and that's how it's created through generosity and gratitude and that's why i said the three pillars of creating an abundant relationship because abundance is not about wealth it is about the state of giving it is, a, is an open and fluid communication between you and the external world it's that fountain that's recycling itself constantly so that's 
that's what the order of things. You can't have generosity unless you're grateful. You know, you cannot be generous unless your cup is full. It doesn't work backwards. So that's why these things are also in an order. And when it comes to romantic relationships in general, we, you know, we, we've all heard about the five love languages. I talk about this in the episode. And particularly, you know, it's this notion that we all receive love in our own preferential ways. You know, some people like to be told it. Some people like to be gift, you know, given gifts, uh, physical touch, you know, doing acts of service, those kinds of things. So we all have a preference of what really gets us going. And vice versa, what what we also do naturally. Like some people will cook you a meal or clean your house as a way of showing affection. But it's not natural for them to get you a gift. And well, maybe for you, you could care less if your house is clean, but if somebody gets you a gift, it's, you know, that's the, the best thing in the world. So when, let's say, these two imaginary people are matched together, it's very predictable that the outcome will be, well, you don't love me because you're not giving me gifts. Well, but look, I cleaned the house for you. You're not appreciating me that kind of thing. So that's very common. And what that gets into is the final part, which is services. Services, or service, I should say, is being able to commit your heart and work for that relationship. And that's a special kind of generosity in the sense that when I say generosity, so gratitude, generosity, service. When I say generosity, I mean being generous with what comes naturally to you. You know, if you're a gift giver, chances are that if you're grateful and, and happy with life, you're going to be doing that naturally for people because that's that's what comes natural to you. If you're in scarcity mode, you're not going to be able to, you know, do those things because you're you're trying to survive. So an abundant mentality starts with gratitude. But things that don't come naturally to you, like let's say cleaning the house for somebody, that may be a little more difficult to be generous with, even if, relatively speaking, you know, your cup is full. So, again, it still comes back to the cup being full, but the third tier, which is service, that is your ability to do things that don't come naturally to you, to work for that person. But notice that it's the third tier. That's not what a relationship should be based on. If a relationship is based on what kind of work you do for the other person, and that's the only thing, then it becomes slavery. That is not that is not an empowering situation where you owe each other this and look what I did for you and that kind of stuff. Those things are toxic situations. Service is a very important part, but two more important things are being grateful and being abundant and generous. If you don't get the house clean, that's not the end of the world. You know, I am grateful for every other thing that that person did and their generosity in other ways that maybe they're not particularly my preferential ways, but they, I can see that that person really put their heart in and what they're doing. And learning to appreciate appreciation, that's a big part of it. Appreciate the other person regardless, that also comes from gratitude as well. So you've got three pillars of an abundant relationship. Gratitude, generosity, and service. So if we look at that now and translate it into a relationship with money, what this what this uh, episode is about, how does that work? Well, you know, most of the time when we 
are in a financial situation, we relate to money as a as a number, as a number that is constantly pinned up against other numbers. Like, okay, how many, how much do I need to earn this month to pay my bills? And what's the difference between what I earned and what I should be earning or what I didn't earn? You know, so you're constantly making these calculations. The mind is is the domain of, of finances most of the time. But how often are we utilizing gratitude for the money that we receive? We take our paycheck for granted. We take, you know, the money that we receive for granted. And I'll tell you, like being self-employed really changed my relationship of gratitude with money. I am grateful for every dollar that I get. And uh, it's it's been a, a drastic change in the sense that I I feel much more connected to money and not in a materialistic way, but in a way that I, I genuinely have gratitude for it. And it allows me also to appreciate being generous for others with money because I have worked for it. I have you know, put my consciousness and time into every dollar that I get from people. I know that it was hard worked and it took, you know, took a lot of efforts. The same with, that's with service, you know, that's the final tier in a relationship is being willing to work for hustle, you know, hustle for that dollar. So you've got gratitude. Be grateful for every dollar that you get. Be present to it. See the value and the freedom that it offers you. Money is not about survival. Money is about freedom. Money is about making choices. How beautiful it is that you can go and make choices. If I have $20, I have a variety of choices open to me that are different from if I had $0. You know, and that's really cool. We get to live in a world of expansive choices. So be grateful for that. And the second thing that allows you to do is to be generous, to be generous with your money and income and that's going to lead into the to the final point on this episode but we'll get to it a little bit later be generous and allow an open hand to to allow the flow of money from coming into you to coming out that's very important because generosity keeps the flow going and the third one which is service service is being willing to work and put your heart to work being willing to hustle to go that extra mile. Like I said, being an entrepreneur and being self-employed now, it's really, uh, I've always been a hard worker, I feel. I've always been relatively motivated. But being completely on my own has dramatically shifted the sense of responsibility to to every dollar that's earned, you know. And it's it's also shifted the appreciation. Like I said, you know, when I, get some money, I know that I worked really hard for it, that I put that dollar bill in front of me, or however much money it is, was 100% my responsibility. Nobody else helped me get it. I got it on my own. And that sense of service and work and hustle is very important because if you're lackadaisical, if you're complacent, if you take your paycheck for granted, if you know you you aren't 100% at cause behind the wealth and abundance in your life. Uh, it's, it is a disempowering situation, just like in a relationship. 
if you are not actively working on it, if you're not hustling, if you are not at cause and responsible and and putting in work so that every moment that you have with that person, you know that you created it, that you caused it, that you brought it into being. You didn't just take them for granted. You didn't just do nothing and let the day pass you without engaging or learning from each other. Uh, then, you know, then you have a healthy relationship. You have something abundant. You have something to look forward to. And that's the same with money. So when you love money, that's what it really means. It means you have an abundant relationship with money. So the the fourth point here, which I didn't really cover in that ap- uh, episode, maybe there's a fourth pillar in there. Who knows? I'll come up with more later, I'm sure. But it's tied to that generosity. You know, the generosity, which is when you're generous, you're not holding on to anything. Generosity is an open energy. You know, it's 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 opposite of you know, closed. So when I have an open hand, let's put it this way. If I'm in a relationship with somebody and I'm controlling, that is eventually going to lead to a breakup. It's going to lead to some kind of problem or dissatisfaction or disempowerment on one end or both. So one of the main tenets for a good abundant relationship is that both people are open you know, if both are ruling that, are engaging that relationship with abundant energy, with open energy, what does that look like? Well, it looks like freedom. It looks like freedom to be, freedom to do, freedom to have. I've mentioned these things before. It's an empowered relationship where if you're going to a convention for a week for work, I'm not going to mistrust that you're going to cheat on me and do all these types of things and try to control and, and call you every day and that kind of stuff. You know, this is just a silly example. But the point is that if I'm abundant, I'm secure, I'm open, I allow, I allow things to move, to be flexible. And that kind of attitude with money is the key toward keeping it going in your life. You can't hang on to money. You can't try to, you know, be stingy or control it or be closed with it because then it's going to avoid you. Money likes to be free. Money likes to circulate. It is in the economy. It's it's moving like blood through your vessels. So allow it to be. Allow it to come into your life. There's a principle of impermanence. It says things are constantly changing. Given enough time, everything will be irrecognizable from what it originally was. And that's the same goes with your money. It's ups and downs constantly. I've got lots of money, then I have none, or maybe it fluctuates. We each have a degree of certainty that we want in our life. Money is also related to certainty, which is your sense of security, which sense of stability, predictability. Some people really want a lot of it, and they don't tolerate fluctuations. Some people are okay with a lot of fluctuation. You have to see where you fall on the scale and and adjust accordingly. You know, if, if you have a high need for predictability, what is that going to look like in a relationship? Well, it's going to look like controlling behavior. It's going to look like wanting to be certain or knowing about every little thing all the time. And that's not a that's not a useful thing all the time. The same with money. You can't try to control or expect or, you know, if, if some fluctuation does happen, which is inevitable, and you can't tolerate it, then it's going to take you out of action 
for a long time. And that's going to cost you way more than whatever fluctuation in your income that happens. So allow allow that movement, just like you would allow another person to be in your life and to be free, to create a space, be a space for money. That's what it means to love money, is to be a space. Be abundant and be a space by allowing it to move in your life. You are a channel, not a destination for money. This is very important. I am like a pipe, like a a vessel that it flows through. And I'm not attached to how much I have. I always know that the flow, when you know that you're a vessel, this is another important thing. You create certainty in in the belief and the faith of it. I'm not talking spiritual faith. I'm talking just the faith of it flowing. You know that it flows. This is for certain, that there's fluctuations. And as long as you're open and you're a vessel to that, then the fluctuations will keep coming. You'll always get money. You'll always get money. If you believe that you have to hang on to it, then the flow, you're closing yourself off. So the flow can't enter you. And then you have a self-affirming prophecy that there won't be enough. So it's funny how that works. It's the same with people. If you believe someone's going to cheat on you and you try to control every part of their behavior, eventually they're going to get disillusioned with you and maybe that person will end up doing that. In a moment of weakness and despair at how much you're controlling them, that may happen. Or vice versa, I don't know. But the point is is that any imbalanced behavior is going to have its consequences. So we got to look at our relationship with money. When we love money, you can let it go. Just like to truly love somebody means to let them go. So look at these things with your own relationship with money and see where perhaps you run into trouble. How does that compare to your relationship with people? And if there's an inconsistency there, then, you know, what can you do about that? How can you cross over the things that you do well in relationships with others and your relationship with money or vice versa? Let's say you're really good with money, but you're crappy with people. What are the things that you do well with money? They're, they're the same. They're the absolute same. There shouldn't be any difference in how you handle your money with how you handle your people. Another thing I forgot to mention is that You know, generosity also has its counterpart in setting healthy boundaries. You know, there is such a thing as balancing being open and abundant and generous with also setting healthy boundaries. That's You have to do that in a relationship as well. Knowing when is enough or, you know, where to draw the line, that kind of thing. Because like with people, again, if you go too much in one direction, even with something like generosity, there is such there is an extreme of generosity which is people pleasing and guilt driven and you know all this kind of thing in a sense that it's it's overextending yourself. And that's the same with money. You know, if you don't set healthy boundaries and you become impulsive and you spend it, you know, you're too open with it, well you're you're disrespecting your money. You're too open, and so you're going to get burned. So it's the same thing. And I challenge you to look at your relationships, your personal ones, and your relationship with money. See where the good parts are and cross-pollinate. See what you can put 
in one part of you know the equation with another part and find that happy medium where you have an abundant relationship with both it's the same with your coworkers your friends your romantic relationships money all relationships are the same they are all the same they all operate on gratitude or they should at least in my opinion gratitude generosity service your ability to hustle and work and acceptance and letting go you know being at peace those those four things are super important and that's what it means to truly love love is not about what you get it is about what you give whether it's with a person or is it's with money so allow yourself to be open give yourself to money in a sense that you're willing to hustle that you're grateful for every dollar that you get that you are generous with it and you are not hanging on to it you're allowing it to be and to fluctuate in your life and you set healthy boundaries for yourself with money so do those four things and i can guarantee you that your life will transform in terms of all your relationships honestly that's something that i try to practice all the time and it's it's changed my life especially gratitude come back to gratitude all the time gratitude 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 it is never enough in the sense that is for sure it's an irony to say that but really it's never enough you you can always be more grateful and the better you are with it i've had a several episodes you know different ways to be grateful nine nine ways to be grateful i have some other ones on gratitude so check them out they're it's one of the most important life skills period so i hope this episode has been educating and fun i thought about this the other day especially like i said since i'm unemployed and my relationship to money has has changed from having a you know regular quote unquote job where i was working for a company now i'm fully self-employed and free and it's wonderful it's a little scary but it's also wonderful in the change of perspective that it gives you with the things that you're doing like people and like money so thank you so much for listening I, again thank you for your support for your ongoing support i am so thankful to have i'm grateful i'm grateful for such a wonderful audience if you want to say anything about any of the episodes if you have any feedback shoot me an email through my website the7transformations.com i've got some uh, if you're a regular supporter of the show I donate everything that I get from the show uh 20% of it I donate to a charity of your choice from my community page. I'm involved with several really awesome charities here in Phoenix uh that are they're just super cool. So basically my way to raise some money for them is to do it through the podcast. So anybody who donates either through PayPal or through Patreon uh I I donate 20% of that to those charities. So and then I've got one more announcement to make I am super excited if you tuned in uh earlier this month I kind of announced that I am finishing or hope to finish my book by October my birthday October 6th uh the dance your way through life an instruction manual I'm really super psyched about this book it'll be my first book it's going to basically relay all of the things that I learned on my career and journey as a professional ballroom dancer as a competitor as a teacher uh into into a book for people who have never danced before my target audience is not dancers it is people uh like you like me like everybody who's just a a normal person that's going about their life that can utilize these lessons that i've learned 
without spending all the money, obviously, and time, and see, you know, see what impact it can have in your life. So super psyched about that. I will probably work on getting a pre-order in another month or so. We'll see how it goes, but I am very excited to share that. I'll be, I'll be announcing my updates throughout the show uh, as, we, as we proceed in the next couple weeks. But thank you so much again for listening, and I wish you a wonderful week ahead. We'll see you on Friday for some more awesome interviews, and have a good rest of your day wherever you happen to be. Thanks for listening. You're listening to the 7 Transformations Podcast with your host, Tudor Alexander. For more episodes like these, subscribe or stay connected at the 7transformationscom